Hallelujah. Last week, I shared on being the salt of the earth as a believer. And today, I wanted to continue with the light. But while I prepared, the Lord dropped something in my spirit that he can take every little thing that you give to him and make great things out of it. He thinks that at this time of life, what we need is to hand over our life, the little that we have, into God's hands to meet the need that we have. And I will read from John chapter 6. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberia. And a great crowd of people followed in because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. People don't follow for nothing. If you want people to follow, they must see something. So why was he able to gather all this crowd? Why would they follow Jesus? Because they saw him performing a miracle. Why would people follow God? Not just because they want somebody to follow. We want to follow God because we want to see him at work in our life. So when God works in your life and people see the work that he does in your life, that one alone pulls people to Christ. So the people follow Jesus because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? This is Jesus asking Philip. Before Jesus asks you a question, he has the answer. God asks Ezekiel in a vision that can this dry bone live? Before God asks that question, he has the answer. Anytime God asks you any question, know that he has the answer and can solve the question he asks. So he asks Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asks this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I always believe and always say that God is not a reactionary. He doesn't react to things. He knows what to do. While you start a journey with God, if something happened to you, it's not now that God is going to figure out how I'm going to solve it. He knows that this thing is going to happen and I have made provision for you. In fact, before even Adam sinned, the Bible says that the lamb was provided. So God has a foreknowledge of what is going to happen in your life. If you meet any situation in your life, remember that God has already made provision in advance. So what you're going through, the answer is there. 
It's not now that he's going to look and sit down and call a conference meeting and call a cabinet meeting to see how they can solve the problem. He knows the solution before the problem comes. He has the answer before the question will come. So that makes God different from man. Man will take the question before he finds the answer. God gets the answer before he asks the question. So this is the kind of God we follow. And when you follow such a God that have already provided answers before the question will come, then you have no problem in life. You need not to worry in life. You only have to depend on him and trust him so that he can see you through with the answer. Amen. Amen. When Jesus looked up and saw the great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked him this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Before the people came, he knew what he was going to do. Before the crowd came, before the demand came, supply was there. So Philip answered him like any natural man will answer. We answer with things we know and what we think what we have can do. So Philip answered, it will take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite, not to feed them, <laughs> not to eat and be satisfied. You see, I have a year, six month salary, even if you use that to buy the food, it's not that they're going to eat and be satisfied, just to have a little bite. Sometimes people want to solve the entire world problem. You can't. We need to know what God wants us to do. And what God wants you to do, concentrate on it and do it. Imagine you have $1 million and you have a burden to feed every Ghanaian with the $1 million. You can either decide that I want to be fair, so I will share it to every person. We are about 30 million. So how much will every person get. I've given you mathematics. <laughs> we will be moving in cent, isn't it? Each one. And that one can't do anything. You will share the thing and what you've shared, they can use to buy kinky. Meanwhile, you have it. Then you can also decide, look, I can't solve all problems because I am not God. I am going to target a certain group and raise them up to be able to help the rest. And you use the one million to do it. And they become great millionaires and get into their community and help other people. The two people, which one did well? The one that shared it among everyone and the one that selected some people to invest that money so that they can be an investment to the society. Who did well? The second one, good. <laughs> so he continues. Another of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Andrew said, here is a boy 
were five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far would they go among so many? At least he was able to say that, yes, here is this. For him to tell Jesus that here is this, it means that he thinks Jesus can do something with it. Sometimes you can look down upon what you have and say it is too small. It can't do anything. But show it to Jesus. That Jesus, I know, here it is. Here is a boy with five small what? Belly loaves and two small. So he described the loaves and described the fish. Your loaves can be described now, and your fish can be described now. I know this thing is very small, but let me give it to Jesus. So Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down, about 5,000 men were there. They didn't mention the women. So the women sometimes are more than the men. So he said, let them sit down. You see, God cannot do anything until you're presenting with something. What do you have in your hand? It may be too little, too small. Sometimes those who have small things, they ignore it. They look at people's big things, say, oh, this will have this, this will have the car, he has got a house, he's got this, me, I don't have anything. The little thing you have, put it into the hands of Christ. It's not whether it's big fish or big loaves or plenty food or not. What is very important is having something, having a seed, bringing the seed to Jesus. That Jesus, as we talk about increase, you cannot increase zero. If you multiply zero by any figure, it doesn't matter if I wanted to bless you a billion times, and you'll bring zero. I may give you the billion times blessing, but you'll go home with zero. So you don't just walk into a church, into a workplace, into any society, and go without contributing. What Jesus is saying that contribute your portion, and I will take your portion and make it great. This little boy, if he hadn't brought this five fish, I guess they would be hungry. It is only magicians that want to command things out of nothing. God dealing with man, he will always want something to multiply. He's a God of multiplication. So if you give him nothing, he multiplies nothing. If you give him your talent, he will multiply your talent and make you rich. If you give him your strength, he will take your strength and make it greater. Whatever you hand over into the hands of God, it never comes back the same. So Jesus then took the loaf. Unless you give it to him, he cannot take it. Before somebody takes something, somebody has given him or he will be a thief. 
So Jesus took the loaf. Say he took the loaf. So he's going to take whatever you hand over to him. You can give him your little carrot. Some say, oh, prophet, my life, see, I have a lot of negative things around me. Look at one positive thing. Hand that positive thing to God. He will use that positive thing to expand and overcome the negative things. That is how you must live this life. If you don't see what you have, you will never make it on this earth. The little we have, let us put it into the hands of God. Those who give, who contribute, become greater than those who do not contribute. So what do you have? You should first be able to recognize that you have bread and fish. The first thing is recognize what you have. If you can't recognize what you have, you cannot give it. You cannot even use it. Some people can sit by gold and money, but don't know it's money. And somebody will come and take them one by one. And they say, I'm poor. I always ask, ah, we say Ghana is poor. Why are people coming outside to come and invest? If there is no money here, why would they come here? It means that they have seen it while we haven't seen it. So God opened my eyes that I might see what is there. Open my eyes like Andrew that I will see the boy with the loaf and the fish. Someone saw the boy with the loaf and the fish. And because he saw the boy with the loaf and the fish, all of them ate. So I pray that we'll be able to recognize what we have. The first thing. Then second thing, if we recognize it, we should be able to give it to Christ. If it's not enough for you, don't eat it. Give it to Christ. Don't destroy it. Give it to Christ. Don't sit on it and say, I don't earn something. Give it to Christ. You know why Abraham's son prospered, Isaac? When there was famine, everybody was eating his seed because it's not enough. He realized there is life in this seed. I am going to give it to God. He planted it and said, God, this is what I have. And the seed multiplied the same year. He had a hundredfold the God of increase. When you put something in the hands of the God of increase, he increases it. And Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. It came with blessing. The thing left his hands and went into the soil. And it's not easy. When you are hungry and you see something you can eat now going into the soil. Some of us live today, die tomorrow. We can't plan for our life. We don't think about the future. We don't think how we show. Everything we get, we eat. Let me tell you, everything that comes to you, there is fruit in it. And the fruit is for your eating. And there is a seed in it. The seed is for your sowing. If you eat both the fruit and the seed, you will become poor. 
No matter what prayer you pray, binding, losing, decreeing, adjuring, conjuring, whatever, you can use any word. You can use all kinds of English word adjectives and describe your prayers. Look, it goes that it's like multiplying zero by that prayers. It's not long prayers or big English that unconvinced God. When you pray, God comes to look for the seed that he wants to bless. Look at what Jesus did. And Jesus took the loaf, gave thanks. You see, if you don't recognize the little God gives you and thank him for it, you cannot go to the next level. Some of us are full of complaint. We never get satisfied with anything. But recognize the little you have. Look up to God. Lift what you have to God. Thank him for it. That God, I have only one shoe with a hole under. You are lucky you have a shoe with a hole under. <laughs> we didn't have shoe. You, you have some and you have hole. Thank God for that. We never wore shoe. I remember when I was going to secondary school, I have to practice in walking in a... <laughs> I have to do the practice. I walk and I forget how to walk. I see the thing is tiring my legs. My legs is feeling uncomfortable. Whatever you have, appreciate it. There is no one on earth here who God has been giving you some advantage in life. Everyone come with some advantage and look for that thing and recognize it. Some animals, they can run very fast. Some, God gave them the speed to be able to escape. Some can run fast, but they've also got something to defend themselves. Whosoever, thank God for it. So finally, Jesus then took the loaf, gave thanks. We have to learn how to thank God. He said, give thanks to God in all things. In what? Look, every situation you enter, it doesn't matter whether it is bad or good. God can create something good out of it. Unless you don't know that God. He creates good out of something you think is bad. So don't always complain. Look at the good side. Look at what God is going to go through. Sometimes after going through and you look back, you get satisfied that did me who have been able to go through this and survived, it gives you strength for the next journey in life. That anytime you meet a similar situation, you are not afraid of it because God has prepared you for it. <laughs> Jesus took it. He first gave thanks and distributed to those who were sitting as much as they wanted. Some place said he gave thanks and he broke it. He decided to share if God blesses you and you can't share what you have, it cannot be multiplied. Multiplication comes when you are ready to share. 
it needs to be broken. It needs to be in pieces so that God can bless it. So he broke it. He said, oh, what is he doing? Jesus will break it. He said, take it. The more he breaks it, the longer it becomes. There was an order. He said, oh, sit them down. And he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. It means that for God to work, there must be orderliness. You don't just do things by heart and think you're going to get a proper result. He knows they're going to eat. He doesn't want this food to kill the people. If they are not seated well, people who are hungry and you begin to break, they'll be stampede. By the time you finish, more people have died of stampede than if they were hungry. They sat down and they broke and he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He didn't just give them a bite, but he gave them what they wanted. Out of the little, he was able to feed all of them and they had more than enough. This is the God we serve. The little you have, God can make it great. And you can have more than enough. So he shared it. Look at what happened. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. God hate waste. The fact that you are satisfied doesn't mean that it should be thrown away. The fact that you have enough money doesn't mean waste the money. No. You use what you need. The rest must be guarded. We cook so that there will be enough left over that we can throw into the boiler. Someone is hungry sitting on the street begging. But you're throwing some food which somebody has prayed and God has supplied into the boiler. Do not let us waste things in every way. Even as a church, we should be careful of wastage. For God is an enemy to anyone who wastes. Things must be used but not be what? Wasted. I believe God was speaking to someone. What I really planned to come and preach was you being the light. But I believe that some people are struggling with their lives. But don't give up. Whatever little thing you have, God can make something big out of it. As a person, as a family, as a church, as a nation, don't let us throw in the towel like Philip. Let us be like who? Andrew. Don't just say, oh, Ghana, you even if we get everything, we can't do anything. No, don't throw in the towel. What do we have? If we know what we have and our leaders don't waste it, we will become great. Husbands, don't waste the family money. Don't just be spending the money by heart. Know what you have to give out. Know what the family have to spend for themselves, know what you have to save or invest and gather. But don't waste your children's school fees. Not only the men, or even women. 
I've seen some yellow shoe. <laughs> Another green one. <laughs> Another red one. I dang. Oh, coin. You use the children's school fees to sport. <laughs> Students, don't waste your time. Time can be wasted. Parents have taken you to school. You go and sit down there. You waste all the time. Then when the examination is coming closer, then now you want to burn the candle. Why won't you sleep? The day to examination, you don't sleep. How can you write well? You've wasted the hours. Look, any time wasted, you cannot recover it. Yesterday is gone. So if you don't want to put pressure on your life, do what you ought to do that day. God bless you.